Well, let's look this morning at Hebrews 13, verse 20. Hebrews 13, verse 20. You know, I kind of almost feel like, um, I know we say this all the time, right? But the, the year, this, this, is, this seems like this has been a fast year. But um, it's December. We're like turning the corner into the new year. And um, I'm not saying we're going to preach on this the, the whole time or whatever, but just uh, just impressed that, you know, as we're turning this corner, sometimes you just get to the new year and like, it's okay, now we're, we're going to run. But, but you know, we're, we're going into the corner here and uh, just getting a mindset of what we're going to in 2024. Doesn't 2024 have a nice ring to it? Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Um. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about on Wednesday, God is faithful. Yes, if you didn't hear that message, you need to go back and, and listen to it. I don't care if you, you say, well, I know God is faithful. Well, yeah. you can hear the word again. Yeah. And if we're like, well, yeah, I know God is faithful. We don't know. I mean, we, we should be excited about how faithful he is. And he's faithful to us. And so I just had on, on my heart some things to, to get into this morning. And uh, so let's go ahead and read Hebrews 13, 20. It says, Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do His will, working in you what is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. So it said, may God, verse 20, may God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the, the blood of the everlasting covenant. So basically verse 20, it's saying a bunch of stuff about him, but may God, and then verse 21, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. In the CEB, it says, so verse 20 is, May God, and then we're picking up in verse 21, equip you with every good thing to do His will by developing in us what pleases Him through Jesus Christ. So I want you to see, we're going to read this in a few more versions, but I want you to notice a couple things. It's saying... Here it says, equip you with every good thing, what? To do His will. I'll just read this, we don't have to go back to it, but in the other version it says, make you complete in every good work to do His will. And there it says, working in you what is well-pleasing in His sight. Can you go ahead and put New King James up again, verse 21? Just so we're looking at it. Make you complete in every good work... Why? Just because that's what God does, just so you can just be complete and just sit there on the couch. No, to do His will, working in you what is well-pleasing in His sight. So it's not just, thank God He's good, and thank God He loves us, and thank God He wants everybody uh, to, to be well and prosper, but it's not, that doesn't 
it doesn't just end there, and that's not it. That's not the reason. Number one, if you're not doing what he would have you do, you're not going to be prospering as you should. What I'm saying there, I'm not even talking about financially. You know, people associate with that. Prospering is in every area of life. In other words, you're not going to be whole and just enjoying life like you should if you're not in his will. And he didn't, he didn't, God through Jesus didn't do everything he did so that we could just live a life that is just middle of the road, not for him. Our whole reason we're still on the earth as the church is to do his will on the earth. That your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are the representatives of him on the earth. And so everything that we do is establishing His will on the earth. So that means everything that we are is to go to that end of establishing His will on the earth. And so then He's equipping us and making us a co- complete to do His will on the earth. That, that's the end game. And sometimes we take that part out of it and just be like, God, help me, help me. I, I need this. I need it. Well, no. Yeah, he cares about us individually, but it's so much bigger than that. The reason he's going to equip us, the reason he's going to complete us is so that we can do something in his kingdom. And if we get that mindset, what we need will be taken care of. It's so much better to have that mindset than to have, Lord, it's, it's me and it's mine and what, what's going on with us and let's just get everything we need and I need to be right and nothing about anybody else. If we raise our eyes and start saying, Lord, it's about you and how, where do I fit in? Now, everything that we need is going to be there, but it's also going to flow through us and it's going to be so much more functional because that's the way he created us to function. The other is not. See, it's like you want, you want blessing, but then boom, it runs up, up against a wall. Where's it going to go? But when we look at him and we say, Lord, you're equipping me what? To be a blessing. You're equipping me what? So that I can sow, so that I can be a blessing. Well, now it's got some more to go, and then there's just more that comes through us and goes out and continues, and then we grow. There's more. We talked about you know, faithfulness on uh, several Wednesdays ago. We've been talking about transformed into His image. And as you are faithful with what you have, you have more. You get more. You're able to do more. Well, if we, we don't want to be like the, um, we're not taking time to teach on that. You can go back and um, listen to those, watch those. But you know, in the parable of the talents, there was one, one uh, servant that received five, one that received two, one that received one. And the one with five did something with his five, and he got five more, and he, and he was told, well done, and good, good and faithful servant. Same thing with the one that had two. He, he did something with the two. The one that had one, he just buried in the ground and then came back and is, to his master and said, well, here's, you have what's yours. Here you go. He didn't do anything with it. That's not what God's will is. It's wherever we're at to do something with what we have for what? For His will, for His kingdom. It's not about us. It's not about us whatsoever. We just get, be, we just get to be part of the party. That's it. And where are we? What's our function? And that's how we're going to, um, we're going to reach our uh, just fullest satisfaction and joy in life is just being, I mean, it, it stands to reason, right? If God 
has his will and his plan, and he's created us, if we're in the position that he asks us to be, that's how our life is going to be fullest. Any other place is just not going to work quite right. It's not going to be uh, as satisfying. It's not... In, in, it's, satisfying is one thing, but it's not about just our satisfaction. It's about doing what He asked us to do. It's about being a blessing. Uh, but if you want to be the most satisfied, do what He told you to do. But see, so, so many people are going, well, it's about me. Where do I go to be the most satisfied? No, it's not about that. It's about what did He tell us to do? Where, what, where's that, that piece? And He's equipping us to do that, and then everything else is going to follow. You know, like people get off in finances, and there, there has been excess about financial things in the body of Christ, and over the decades, sometimes people will just be so focused on money and make that the end, and it's about us being prospering in money. Well, God wants you to be prosperous, but if you don't put the money first in order to do it, that's like the world does. That's called being covetous and greedy. That's the wrong way. On the other hand, if you serve the master and you do what he told you to do, the money will be there. So it's the same thing with every part of our life. We don't seek, well, it's all about me just being happy. If you're looking for that or if I'm looking for that, we're not going to be happy very long. But if we'll do what he told us to do, the joy of the Lord will be there. The peace and the comfort will be there. That will supersede anything else in this world. So let's read um, Hebrews 13, 21 in the CEB again, and we'll read it in a few other versions. It says, uh, verse 21, so God will equip, he, uh, may He equip you, equip you with every good thing to do His will. You see that now in light of everything we said? Equip you with every good thing, what? To do His will. He's not just equipping you to equip you to say, so that we can say, well, I'm equipped, and look at how I'm equipped, and everybody, you know, my faith's working, so I'm equipped. It's to do something. <laughs> That's right. We're serving the king, and we're in, we're in a place, so he's equipping us to do something. And if we're doing something and doing his word, then every other thing is going to be taken care of, but it's not in isolation. It says, equip you with good, every good thing to do His will by developing in us what pleases Him through Jesus Christ. He's developing, He's working with us. He needs our cooperation to develop us. He's developing, every good, or he's developing in us what pleases Him. Again, it's not about what pleases us. Though ultimately, if you're pleasing Him, it will please you in due time, but may not look like what you think it should look like. Jesus pleased the Father. Jesus did what He was supposed to do on the earth, but Jesus did not, His flesh did not want to do what God was asking Him to do on the earth. I'm going to skip down real quick. We'll look at... Um, Look at Luke 22, verse 39, way near the, the end of your scriptures there, second to last one, Luke twenty-two thirty-nine. Coming out, Jesus, He, 
he or Jesus, went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter in temptation, into temptation. Verse 21, and he was withdrawn from, uh, from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus, the Son of God, went to God the Father and said, if there's any other way that we can do this, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. In other words, if there's another way we can get this result, let's do that. But in any case, I'm going to do your will. So Jesus was not jumping up and down about going to the cross. I mean, it's unimaginable for us what He did, but He did it for you and me. But He has the name that is above every name. He's exalted forever. And what you do for God will be remembered forever. What you do on the earth will be for His kingdom will not fade away. What we do for ourselves will absolutely fade away. But I think sometimes we've made it just too much about, you know, what, what we want and what we think is good for us. I mean, that's just a stupid thought when you think about it. If God's asking you to do one thing and we think we have a better idea, that's just stupid. It, that's, not, that's not intelligent. See, it doesn't come painted like that. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like that. But if God's asking us to do something and we say, yeah, I have a better idea, how dumb does that sound? We either really don't believe the Bible, don't believe God is who He said He is, or we're, we're, we're off somehow. Right? Because God is going to, to have us in the right place, and um, I think sometimes there's so many uh, just... I mean, it's part of our culture. It's, it's gotten to be in the world world's culture. And of course, it's, it gets into the church then that it's all about me. You know, it's all about, all about well, you know, how am I going to be blessed? God, again, He wants us to be blessed. But you don't seek that first. That's selfish. I mean, there's all these things. They're not biblical we're just acting like the world, and then we can put a, you know, christian easy stamp on it and say, well, but I'm walking in faith. But it can just be covetous. It could just be selfishness. But there is a real. But it all centers around doing His will. We're, we're to have faith to do something, to walk in what He has for us. We believe He wants us to be well, just because He loves us and we're His children. But you know, you don't need, if we're just going to sit around and do nothing with, with our well body, that's not good. No, we're supposed to be doing something with our well body. For what? For the kingdom. He wants us to be blessed. 
you know, materially, but if we're just, hey, it's just all about me and, and, and mine, and we're not using it to, to uh, bless the kingdom of God and do His things on the earth, then we're just like the world. God wants us to be blessed, but, he, but it's all about His kingdom. That's the only reason we're still here in this dispensation on the earth. Because then we're, it's going to be wrapped up. It's going to be done. This is going to be very bad to, to be on the earth. There is going to be a tribulation. There, there are things that are going to happen when the church is gone. People will be born again. There is going to be an antichrist that's going to be revealed. The world is going to be controlled. It's pretty easy to see that. You just you have a cell phone. All the infrastructure is in place for the grip to be tightened. It's, it's all set. It's not going to happen while the church is here. But when the church is gone, yes, it's going to get bad. But then Jesus, so we're going to get out of here. Jesus is going to come back. And he's going to set everything right before humanity completely wipes itself out. And he's going to set up a new kingdom. New heaven, new earth. You realize we're going to be back here. So that's a new thought, some people. There is heaven, but there is earth. There's a new heaven and an earth, new earth. We are going to be here. There's a thousand-year reign of Jesus. Jesus is on the throne. Jesus is the king. Hallelujah. So what we're doing now, what you do is not for the kingdom is not just, well, let's get it done, and then we're just going to go into heaven and what? Do nothing. That's what people think sometimes. They have this idea. No. We're still going to have things to do. And so what we're doing now, what you do will be remembered. Because we have an opportunity right now to make a choice. What we're doing on the earth. It's going to be real clear when Jesus comes and cracks the clouds and comes back. And he's reigning for a thousand years. Everybody's going to know, well, that's, he is the Lord. Well, I guess all those crazy people we thought, you know, people we thought were crazy, they were right. It's not going to take any faith at that point to believe in Jesus. He's right there. He's ruling. But right now, <laughs> you got people all over the earth that are telling you, you're a fool for believe, believe in some God in the sky. What, they just mock God. They, they're, you know, uh, different degrees of ignorance, but they're going to remember those words. And God wants every one of them saved. That's why he sent Jesus. <laughs> and we have a part to play. And we are closer than ever. And there is a change going on in the earth. The stuff is accelerating. I mean, you can just see the world is just running at just implosion in some ways. It's just like, how fast can we mess this thing up? At the same time, the, the, the church is getting brighter. And you and I are part of the church. And we'll be taken care of no matter what. Just be sure you're right with God. You're where you're supposed to be. And then you run in His kingdom doing His will. And it doesn't matter what happens anywhere else. Sure, we want things to, to go right as possible. But you can see there's a lot of godless people that are making very bad decisions. And so there is going to be things that aren't good in the earth. But for Christians and the church, that's not going to thwart God's purpose through us. Amen. It can't. 
Do we believe we have the authority that he says we have or not? Well, while we're here, the devil just can't run rampant over us. Not gonna, so don't be afraid. If you, get, if, you, if, if you listen to people that are afraid about what we're in, they're not looking at what the Bible truly says. Now, when, when the church is out of here, be afraid. It's going to be hell on earth. The church is not there restraining anymore. <laughs> you can see it in so many places where if good people weren't in the way, evil would just run rampant. Well, that's what's happening right now on the earth. It's being held up. But once the church is taken out of the way, there's nothing to stop it. And people will be born again in that time, but so much better to be born again now. I'll be out on the first, you know, flight out. So it's about equipping us to do something here now that's meaningful, not just, well, just doing whatever in church, just waiting. And then people will be like, well, get us out of here. It's getting so crazy. Well, that's true. You ain't seen nothing yet. But also... While, while we're here, there are people that are dying and they're going to go to hell if they don't hear the gospel. Now, there are people that are going to reject the gospel. Always have. Don't let that stop you from sharing the gospel. It's up to them to choose. It's up to us to share. So we, are, we share the word. We share the gospel with people. We're here because all those that are going to come in haven't come in yet. And when we reach that point, then we're going to be out of here. And then people still have the opportunity. I mean, you just look at all the technology. I'm sure stuff's going to be shut down to some degree. But you know, look at all the videos that exist right now. People could see the gospel in books and everything. People could see the gospel in any number of places, even after the church is raptured. But you know there is control going on in the earth. And that stuff's going to be tried to, to be controlled as quick as possible, and then there's going to be a remnant. These dystopian, dystopian type of thing, stories where, you know, somebody's got complete control and there's a remnant of people trying to run around and evade it, it's going to be very much like that, right? Because there's going to be the control over the earth, and then there's going to be people that are trying to follow the truth. Well, you can see the measure of control that's on the earth right now. So there is a seriousness to what we're doing now. So we, we have the opportunity to be a part of what's going on in the earth in these days, which is super exciting. Don't be like, well, I want to get out of here. I mean, you know, sure, I'm not going to say I wouldn't want to get out of certain things. Everybody, you know, there's certain things just like Jesus that you don't want to have to deal with, but we have a, if you really love God and you love people, then you don't want to leave. I mean, you think about it, you think, well, it's just somebody else. Well, if it's your relative, if it's your son or daughter, if it's your brother, sister, it's your mother and father that hasn't come in. People just say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Well, if it means they're not going to get in when they should get in, then hold off a little bit, God. We need, we need some more time. So we need to bring it personal. But uh, 
You know, don't think, well, I just wish I would have lived in some other time. You live in now. You know, we went to the Sturbridge Village, you know, anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like a living museum. If, if you romanticize like the past times, you need to go visit that. Look at the house and the way it is and, you know, the houses that they lived in and the, what they're dealing with. It's not, it's not uh, romant, uh, romantic at all. I am so glad. We came out of there going, oh, thank God. We just can go back. We can go. I'm so glad I have the technology. I mean, it just boggles the mind how far we have come. So me, for one, I don't want to go back. I certainly don't want to go back to Jesus' time. Well, I just wish I lived in Jesus' time. You wouldn't recognize Jesus probably. I wouldn't as the Christ. We're not looking at it with the Bible we have now and everything going, oh, that's Jesus. You know, there's a good chance you didn't even know who he was if you were even in geographically the same place. (laughs) No, we need to, let's not try to get out of where we are. Let's just lean into what we're doing and be equipped with what he wants us to do for his will because it is all about his will. It's not about me. It's not about you. Let's look at this in the, let's see, do we read the NLT? I don't think we read the NLT. Let's look at the NLT. Verse 21, Hebrews 13, 21. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. See, all you need for what? Doing his will. Not just doing what I want to do. Got all I need, brother. You know, glory to God. But <laughs> am I doing what he, where I'm, uh, what he wants me to do where I'm supposed to be doing it? May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. The Amplified Classic, it says, uh, may God strengthen, complete perfect and make you what you ought to be and equip you with everything good that you may carry out his will. That's the point. While he himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, that you may accomplish what is uh, that which is pleasing in his sight, that this, this is our life goal to do what He's telling us to do at every place. It may look different over time. But at any time, what are we supposed to be doing now today and let Him move us through uh, His plan and His purpose for our lives? Colossians 1.9. It says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Let me just stop here. There's so many. We, we just read, see this, this uh, Hebrews 13, 20, it's a prayer. Can you go, um, just put it up. I'll, yeah, put up Hebrews 13, 20, right? The first scripture. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete. He's saying something, may, the, may God do this for you. 
Look at Colossians 1.9, where we just were. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask. Now he's going to say something. We could read Ephesians prayers. There's numerous prayers that he's asking something, and a lot of them have to do, or there's several that have to do with you having wisdom in what he's telling you to do. Because that is critical. Now, it goes with everything that Jesus has done for us, that we would know what He's done for us and accomplished for us. It also has to do with doing what He's asked us to do. Because if you know what He's done for you, and you know where you're supposed to be doing things, then you're, you're halfway there to accomplishing what He wants you to do. You know you're equipped to do what? What He wants you to do, and you know where to do it. And that's really all we're supposed to do here on the earth, is be about our Father's business with, the, with how He's equipped us, with what He's bought and paid for in the place and in the function that He's ordained for us. So verse 9 says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now, you could break that down, but let's just read, um, let's read the end of verse 9 and then into 10. So, we pray for you to ask that you may be filled, what? With the knowledge of His will in all wisdom, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy. So you have wisdom of His will, and then you make walk worthy of the Lord. That means you're doing His will. Fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That means you're actually doing and being fruitful in what He's asked you to do. Verse 11, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Let's look at Proverbs 16, verse 3. See, whatever we're doing, it's... It's for Him and His will. Here it says, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. In the NLT it says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Notice, you're committing something to Him first, then your actions and your plans will succeed. Not, I'm doing what I want to do but I'm committing my actions to Him, our plans will succeed. Look at the Amplified. It says, commit your works to the Lord, submit and trust them to Him. And your plans will succeed if you respond to His will and guidance. Commit your works to the Lord, submit and trust them to Him. In other words, you're going to do what He told you to do. You're submitting it to Him. And then it said, your plans will succeed if you, if you respond to His will and guidance. We're going to do what He would ask us to do, the good things that He would ask us to do. Ephesians 2.10, it says, we are His workmanship 
created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What did we, he's talking about everything he's asked us to do in his general word, but also specifically for you and me. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. What are those good works? What, he is, what are in his will? which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. So he's been prepared. He's already prepared something for you and I to walk in. We're, so we're equipped to do that. See, we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Does that sound like he's, he's equipping you to do what? What he wants you to do, which are those good works, which is his will. Amen. Not just whatever. It's not like, well, I'm a good Christian, but what are we doing? Where are we doing it? It's not, see, they're not separate. He's equipped us for something specific to do those things where we're supposed to be doing it, how we're supposed to be doing it in His, His uh, will and His plan. And then, of course, while we're in it, we're supposed to be doing the general will of God there. But they're not separate. In other words, you can't just be a good person doing something good out of the will of God. You can, but that's not ideal. Because really, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm doing everything. I'm just, I'm following the Bible. I'm doing all this but I'm totally on the wrong continent. Well, if I really knew Him, I would be here. That's part of what I'm supposed to be doing. That's part of the plan for me. See, it's not just all about, well, I use some of the, the, the principles of God to uh, make my life good. You can't separate, you can't separate the working of faith and believing God for what He said in His Word from being led by the Spirit and the plan of God. In other words, you can't just walk in everything that God has promised when you're, when you're not being led by Him and you're not in His plan. All those things that He has bought and paid for and promised are meant to be carried out in His plan. In other words, it doesn't just work anywhere. It works what he, in what He's told us to do. And so we're equipped for that. So as we're running, you know, like I said, I don't know, we'll, we'll just see where the Spirit of God leads us, but just had it in my heart today anyway. You know, I, I look at it like, you know, there's the corner, this 2024, we're, we're coming, we're starting to turn the corner, right? And yes, thank God, we're, we're celebrate Christmas and, and we observe that this time of year and, and all, and, if, and that's awesome. But we're, we're, we're running into a, a new year here and uh, God's got something specific for each of us that is going to continue in that new year. It's not like, you know, 2024, uh, 12 o'clock, January 1st, you know, the ball drops and we, we go over that threshold. It's not like everything changes. It's, it's literally another second. But it, it's still, uh, uh, you know, we, we mark time that way. And so as we're going in, just, you know, we just kind of start having, having the sense of that we are going into something not new, but 
really kind of look at taking inventory and like, okay, but where, where am I? Do I? Is there stuff I need to adjust? Is there something I need to change? Where, because I'm not just biding time. I'm in His will, and now I got, I'm coming into another thing. And, you know, it, if Jesus tarries, that means if Jesus waits, we're going we're gonna to be doing the same thing next year coming into 2025. And I don't know how long, how many times we're going to bank into the next year before we're watching it on earth. You know, from grandstands in heaven for a period of time, and, and we're doing something else while stuff's marking time. Down here, I don't know. But one thing I do know is, is His Word doesn't change, and I know that uh, what He's equipped us for is for His will, and what his, and his will is specific for each of us. There's a general will, and there's a specific will, and I want to make sure that I am running in sync with that so that everything is working together. I don't just got, you know, somebody said, like, I don't just have, you know, if you have a four-wheel drive, you want all the wheels going. You got one wheel spinning real hard. That's like, yeah, well, I'm doing this, but yeah, but what about the other ones? It's so much better just to have them all hitting because I'm going to get to where I need to be. I'm going to be walking in what God wants me to walk in. I'm going to be uh, receiving the benefits of everything He wants from me. Because He's so good, and it's an honor to serve Him. Thank you, Lord.